Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. All right, everyone, welcome into another episode of Pack a Day podcast. Uh, we're here, Packer, New- Packer News, 365 days a year. Uh, I'm really excited today. I have a special guest from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I actually followed him on Instagram before I found out he works with the Packer. Uh, but I'm excited to have Dr. Joel Seedman on here. Uh, how are you doing, Joel? Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, like I said, I've I followed your your stuff on Instagram, uh, the ninety degree, the isometrics nice, because nice, nice. I I've I've torn my body up through through five probably six years now of MMA and my body always hurt so I was like I got to figure something out, uh, so that's actually how I started following you and then I saw I was just going through your video like I always do and I saw a Green Bay Packer shirt and I was like wait is that Kingsley, uh, and I found out uh, you work with him uh, yep. during during the off season as well. Yep. Uh, how long uh, how long you've been working with Kingsley? Uh, this is actually the first uh, first off season, so um, and it's it's been really good. He's actually pretty pumped. It was kind of cool to hear how he did at OTAs because um, we worked on some things before he went to OTAs. Pretty much, I guess it was uh, kind of last part of February, March, and then the first part of April. So we had about two months together before he went off for OTAs, and uh, you know we had some small things that he wanted to, to work on, some areas of his body that once we did an assessment and even hearing feedback from him that kind of weaknesses and areas that he felt were maybe holding him back a little bit on the playing field and and his response telling me like hey everything felt amazing all those areas that we worked on weren't even an issue he felt like he was performing at his highest level no pain areas that given him issues uh no issues whatsoever so it was, it was cool to see to see that just not even from season to season but from you know postseason to ota so it was very cool yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I've seen like as I said, following through your Instagram, you've worked with uh, Chris Carson, uh, unfor- from the Seahawks. Unfortunately, I know he had neck injury and everything, and yeah. uh, obviously that went how it went. Uh, I've seen Taylor Heineke, uh, Young Joku from the Falcons, as well as uh, Patrick Peterson. I didn't like him last year, but he's not on the Vikings anymore, so I'm, uh, I'm yeah, cool yeah, with yeah. him now. Nice. Yeah, uh, with the Steelers this year, yeah. 
Yeah. So when, uh, when have you really started getting into all this? I know you're a doctor, obviously, uh, of kinesiology. So you're, you're well-versed in this, in this area, but when have you really started working with NFL players and uh, building that up? Yeah, I've been personal training and working uh, hands-on with individuals for 20 years. I'm 38. Mm. I started that when I was 18. So I started that right when I was going into college. But in terms of working with athletes, I started working with the college athletes at Indiana when I was there, when I was about 21, 22. And then pro athletes, I didn't really start working with pro athletes until 10 years ago. So um, the last 10 years, that's kind of been more and more of the focus as my business is uh, built up and word of mouth has gotten out from player to player, so to speak, and from team to team. Um, and so that's kind of been more the, the cornerstone foundation of my business is working with pro athletes, particularly NFL guys, some baseball as well, and a few other sports. But uh, football has been has been the big one for the last 10 years. Okay. And your your training style is a little bit different than than others. You focus on the 90 degrees. Do you want to explain a little bit how how yours is different and you like you've from all your studying and learning how you believe it's the best for uh, for the body and joint pain and just strength in general? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not without controversy, like you said. Um, pretty much since the fitness era has been happening over the last several decades, kind of this ideology uh, for strength training in terms of parameters for range of motion and movement patterns has more or less been go through the largest range of motion that your body can handle um, without pain, so to speak. And while that's not a horrible suggestion or, or kind of parameter, it's not ideal, especially when we start looking at the science and that, that kind of recommendation of largest range of motion or, or maximal range of motion, there's really no science to substantiate that because it's, it's pretty much based on the concept of, of economics and money. It's like more money is better than less money. So more range of motion has to be better than less range of motion. Well, when it comes to physiology and how the body functions, we never want too much of, of anything. We don't want too much of any particular hormone. We don't want too much of a biochemical reaction. Um, there's an optimal level for everything. And, and that same thing applies to, to range of motion. So when we talk about kind of how the, the sarcomeres inside the muscles, how they lengthen and contract, they operate on something called the length tension relationship. And if they're too crowded or they're too lengthened, we don't fire the muscle as well. And so with the 90 degree principle, it's predicated on this idea that with 90 degrees, we have optimal overlap of the muscles or cross bridges is what they call it in uh, muscle physiology. So we have more muscle activation, more motor unit recruitment. And as a result, we can build more strength, more muscle mass, and also protect the joints a lot more efficiently. And, and not only that, but we have better transfer of movement to sports because most sports we're playing at 90 degree joint angles or above. We're rarely going to be in these deep positions. Like you see people do deep squats and even these, my football players are like, oh yeah, we were never going to get into like a huge, like deep squat in the field, maybe for a, a ready set position they would. But in terms of once the, once the contact starts and once everything gets going, they're above 90 degrees. So we have nice transfer to the sport as well. So all the sciences uh, show that this is kind of optimal for, for humans, whether we look at muscle physiology or biomechanics or neuromuscular physiology. So it's, it's a cool thing to see and seeing amazing results with our athletes too. That's awesome. I'm excited to see. I know with, with Kingsley, he played a lot more this, uh, his rookie season than expected with injuries yeah. to Rashawn Gary. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he went out with the ACL and people were surprised. Uh, just yeah. as a rookie, just because you never really know what to expect. He was later, later rounds and uh, getting drafted. So seeing him come on and then this offseason, like you mentioned, I, I know 
probably don't want to disclose some of the injuries that he might have been wanting to work on. I know that can stay private, but what are some of the areas um, of strength? Like was maybe like upper body, lower body, or were there goals he's looking for into into bringing into this upcoming season? Yeah, I would say one of the goals, and this is this is uh, something I've seen more and more with all the NFL guys. You know, you think of the NFL athlete, and it's like, oh, I want to be bigger, stronger, faster, and, and that's every athlete's goal. It almost goes without saying, and and it's just kind of like, hey, th- this is assumed, okay? But pretty much every athlete I work with, especially NFL players and including Kingsley, it was always, Hey, I want to feel good. I want to have no pain when I move. I don't want to feel like I have any restrictions. I don't want to feel like I have any compensation patterns, imbalances, or any area of restriction that is preventing me from moving at my optimal level. Because let's face a lot of these guys are already strong. They wouldn't be in the NFL if they weren't, they already have pretty good capabilities of uh, uh, demonstrating speed and power, not to say that they can't get better in those areas. um, But that's oftentimes not, the major area of weakness. And even if it is a weakness, there's often something else underlying that's causing that weakness. So a lot of these guys, they understand that. So for Kingsley, it was, it was just making sure he felt better when he was moving, didn't have those restrictions and also core strength, stability, motor control, quality of movement. So being able to control his limbs, his alignment. Um, and, uh, so, so that's been a big thing we've been working on. He's also a tall guy. Kingsley's like, I think he's six, five or six, six, uh, yeah. And uh, he's got very long limbs. And anytime we have an athlete that's 6'2 or 6'3 or above, we know core strength, stability, motor control. Um, th- those are going to be areas that we we have to address and have to work on. So it uh, was no different, you know, working with him. But he caught on crazy quickly. Um, already has a really good strength foundation, but we got that up even more. Not so much from focusing on just strength and trying to lift heavier but from improving his quality of movement and giving him more stability and control around his joints. And when you do that, the body opens up and you can start handling more weight, not because you're necessarily like you gain 20 pounds of muscle, but because your nervous system is functioning a lot more efficiently and you're not having an inhibitory signals come through, which your body can have if you're not putting it into a, a safe position. It almost shuts down movement as a safety precaution so you don't injure yourself. Okay, that's really cool. Uh, how do you, I wasn't playing this question, honestly, but I was just kind of, it kind of came to right here. So obviously your style of training is a little bit different. How do you handle when they go to the NFL and they have their training programs and maybe the philosophies don't line up as much? Well, is there? Yeah, this is an interesting question. It's a, a good question. And I've actually, um, just, just having a conversation with one of my other, uh, NFL athletes about this, Robert Cooper for uh, Seattle Seahawks, um, all right, so you kind of have to break it down into uh, well, you have you have high school, you have college, and you have pro. That's kind of how I think of, of the segments of athletes in the sport of football. Um, in in high school, like and and in college, I'm just going to group those together. In high school and college, you pretty much have to do what the strength coaches tell you to do and what the strength conditioning staff um, kind of requires. There's not too much wiggle room there. Now, if you go to them and say, hey, this, this, you know, I have a particular injury or I have some joint pain when I do this, it feels a lot better when I do it this specific way. Depends on the strength coach. Um, usually they're pretty stuck in, hey, no, we need to do it like this. And it just varies. In the pros, I've had a lot more success of the athletes being able to stick and adhere to the protocols that we used in the off season. Mm-hmm. Because when, when you get to that level, the strength coaches are kind of just more like, 
assisting you along your journey to keep you healthy. They're not they're not the taskmaster. They're not the drill sergeant, which I mean, they do have that role a little bit, especially when it comes to the conditioning on the field. But when it comes to the weight room, they, they want to make sure the athletes feel good and they feel like they're setting them up for for success and they're not going to hurt themselves. So they do tend to defer more to the athletes at that okay. point in their career. So I have had a lot less issues with that. And a lot of my athletes are able to include the training methods that we use. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they always use the same program. They might, they may, they might have to follow the program that they're given, but they can still use the 90 degree eccentric isometrics like we go over. And most of my, they almost always, once they try the 90 degrees, they're like, hey, I'm not doing anything else when I get back to my team because they see how good it feels. They see the results that it produces. They see how much less joint pain that it's not only less joint pain but it actually provides healing and restoration to their body so they're like hey i'm doing this no matter what the strength coach says but pretty much always the strength coach is like hey if that feels good do it that way but let's at least follow kind of this general program that the rest of the team is following so long okay. answer, but let's we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. It makes a lot of sense. And especially if they're seeing results, it's kind of hard to argue with it too. Yeah. Like, if, like you said, if athletes are feeling good and they're putting up the weight and increasing strength and let them go with what feels good. Exactly. Uh, so when I was doing, and I, mine was still amateur and all that stuff for MMA, my, my coach always had said, 
strength and conditioning, maybe once or twice a week. He always wanted skill-based learning. In your opinion, like when for these NFL athletes, like what do you think is like the best kind of split of like skill-based training, but also making sure they're getting into strength and conditioning training on the side? Is it should it be like a kind of an even split or even just doubling up some days? Yeah, I would say generally, I mean, I, I would say general rule of thumb would be fairly even, like three days a week strength training, three days a week with their skills, and then throwing in some additional conditioning work in there. Um, it varies a little bit depending on the athlete and how much skill is required from their skills position, so to speak. Um, you know, like a quarterback, like I have Taylor Heineke, uh, he spends maybe a little bit more time with his particular skill because what he does is so dependent on the precision of his, his skill. Um, whereas maybe like, um, you know, I don't want to say like an O-line or, or D-line. It's still plenty of skill, don't get me wrong, but it maybe doesn't have quite the precision and level of accuracy required um, as some of the other some of the other skills uh, positions. So but generally three, three strength training days per week is pretty much what I do with most of my athletes. If they do more, then we'll dial back the intensity on those days and we'll focus more on technique and body alignment and uh you know movement mechanics not just overloading them but we do that in general anyways i don't always just overload them we have certain exercises that will go heavier certain movements where we'll go lighter and focus on technique and then you know part of the art of strength conditioning that i've learned over the years and that other great strength coaches have learned is that you have to adapt depending on the day you'll have an athlete come in and you have a hard workout plan oh we're going to crush today and they're like hey you know what my knee maybe feeling a little tweaky or my body's feeling a little banged up or tired or something's not firing right and you just have to adapt kind of on the fly and reprogram for what they need for that particular day. Okay. That makes sense. So going into this season, um, Kingsley, I don't know. You can share what you're comfortable with. Has he put on mass? Is he, I know he's always, like you said, taller, leaner, um, kind of defensive end edge rusher, which isn't abnormal for that. I think he came into last season. I have it up. He came in at about 258 pounds. I had him at, um, has there been any, growth in this off season or was his goal kind of to stay the same weight, maybe put on some muscle mass, kind of that lean bulking. They didn't want him to gain much more weight. So, but he did need to kind of get maybe, a, he needed to get a little stronger while keeping mm-hmm. his weight relatively the same. So his body composition did improve. His weight stayed about the same. His strength went up. So um, off the top of my head, probably around six to eight pounds of muscle gain with about six to eight pounds of fat loss, uh, or fluid loss. And it, it can vary depending on the time and, and how you do the body fat testing, but body weight has stayed about the same, but there has been a shift in body composition and strength and, uh, and his per- performance. I mean, he's a lot more explosive in his control, like his stability for a tall guy, especially for the long limbs that he has. It's, it's really good. It's surprisingly good. I mean, when you have a center of mass that that's elevated and, and you can still control your body um it's impressive and, and so that's been the big thing we focused with him and and really getting his core to fire um just with that you know long torso and everything and that's helped him tremendously so uh his strength his stability symmetry has been big big too you know he had kind of you know a few imbalances side to side which every athlete has mm-hmm. that's i would say is, is about as minimal as it can be now so um yeah it's been good he, he actually started back this week actually the interesting time for the interview just because otas uh wrapped up uh last week so we were back at it this week and he said he felt great and we're just kind of uh continuing on you can tell he was still able to 
stick with the same methods even when he was there for OTAs. And so it was kind of like we were just jumping right back into it. So it was, it was good. That's awesome. Well, after the season, when he kills it, I will start having Green Bay sign petitions to get the whole team down there because uh, uh, we that's... need a we got to get them to the Super Bowl again. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. But uh, I appreciate you taking time. I know you're incredibly busy, like we talked before the show. Uh, this time period after OTAs, before training camp, everyone trying to get down there and making sure they're getting their training to go into camp uh, in the best shape as possible. So I appreciate you taking time. And uh, I know you had before in the past, you had your book that was on sale for a little bit. Um, I know it's still on sale, but you were doing like promotion for it. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of plug in there before, uh, before we wrap um, up? Yeah. Just my book movement redefined has all my methods. It's big. It's, it's a lot of deep, uh, intense scientific reading. It's like 600 pages. So I'm actually going to be releasing a smaller, uh, what I call the essentials version of that. It's going to be like a hundred pages. It's going to be uh, a lot less expensive because it doesn't involve like years of exercise programming in it, as well as just the fundamental concepts of kind of the 90 degree joint angles going to be very accessible to everyone. Uh, not as much deep science, but uh, can be applied to, to pretty much uh, any level and any person who's, who's interested in just improving their health or performance or fitness or physique. So that'll be coming out in the next few months too. So, so stay tuned for that. Awesome. That's great to hear. And that's better for me because I am terrible at reading. So short, sure. shorter kind of books, the better. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, I appreciate taking time. Let Kingsley know, uh, especially right. at Pack a Day. We're all we're all right. rooting for him and excited to see season two. He's looking good. He's gonna ha- have a great season for sure. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much. And uh, as always, everyone listening, go pack up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.